0: And I'm talking to him, giving him CBT. And suddenly I see his face changing because I can't tell what all I did because it's a long story. Uh, And I see his face changing. I see him smiling. And just before I'm about to end the session and I'm about to tell that, you know, let's book an appointment for next week and blah, blah, blah. And he says to me, I just want to tell you this. My tinnitus is gone. And I'm like, what?
1: Wow. And he's like,
0: Yeah it's gone and i'm like you said to me it was 8 out of 10 when i came into the room he's like yeah that was that's how it was but it's gone
2: hello and welcome back to the Outering ring podcast this is frida and i'm your host and this podcast is all about the tenants science everything what that you can do uh, that what mhm that which <laughs> that you can do in order to habituate to your senators live your best life and uh, this episode comes uh, straight from Cartagena, Colombia today. It's a little bit of a Christmas episode so a little bit of a bonus episode for all of you out there so um, I'm just recording this a couple of um, days before Christmas um, and before the holidays started. Uh, in November already I conducted this interview with um, uh, Dr. Mini Gupta. She's a um, audiologist and CBT specialist from australia she does amazing work and she has three tinnitus clinics in australia and we um, talk a lot about uh, how uh, to tackle tinnitus in a way that people make very very quick wins in their tinnitus journey but also how we can help ent's and audiologists better understand the tinnitus journey for those affected by the condition um but yeah uh, as i said to you guys this episode uh, uh, i'm finishing up and, and releasing this episode while i am in uh, colombia cartagena here on uh, the caribbean coast of um this south american country it's a lovely lovely country very nice culture everyone's very friendly and uh, very open to inviting people into their home celebrating christmas um celebration is quite different to how we celebrate in germany i think just the nature that you know christmas is it's like it's very dark so the sun goes up very late in the morning and goes down very early in the afternoon so like 4 p.m it's dark or 4 30 and uh then it's like uh, dark and rainy and cold etc so in germany it's it's you know celebration of christmas is very different um or the holidays in general is very different you like get stay home and snuggle up and you know have some oranges, crack some walnuts open and just read a story or watch Harry Potter or things like that and you know it's just like it's also family and and big families coming together but it's all like relatively quiet it's like quiet singing and stuff like that not melancholic it's also beautiful but it's like you know when you you come here to to colombia it's it's quite a different thing right like people have these like lights everywhere it's like flashing flashing lights and uh, uh, always loud music everywhere so like always party style and and everyone's having a beer in their hand all the time and it's um it's 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 quite just quite different um I'm, I, I don't want to judge or value it because it's qu- just quite different to anything that I've been used to so this is the first time that I spent uh, Christmas in 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 South America i spent Christmas in other countries before uh even when I studied in South Africa on my master's degree in Cape Town um I I spent Christmas and New Year's there as well and it was nice to spend it in summer Um, But it's also um, just a little bit less festive, maybe festive from my point of view of the definition of the term, I don't know, is more what I'm used to as a little child around the tree and uh, with with cold weather outside and maybe even snow. So yeah, maybe that's just my my own social conditioning of how I experience Christmas. But um, anyhow, so uh, Stephanie and I were staying here for a while, we've got to sort some things out. Um, but uh, we'll be back in, in Germany in January, so we get to spend a little bit more time with her family here and, and sort them s- things out. Um, but, yeah, uh, the final thing that I want to uh, tell you today before we get into the episode with Mini Gupta on um, managing tinnitus in a holistic way, uh, using CBT to make very quick progress with your tinnitus and how we can help um, people with tinnitus in the absolute best way possible, also as professionals, Um, I wanted to just um, uh, wish you all happy, happy holidays. If you celebrate Christmas, Merry Christmas. Um, I hope that you and your loved ones are safe and sound, uh, that you get to spend some um, introspective time. Um, uh, You know, life is often tough, and especially if you're listening to this because you have tinnitus but you know it's it's so much more than that and uh, we should all try to be a little bit more dynamic in the states of our minds and not always judge our current uh, situation um immediately right that that being said i know that things get difficult but you know um enjoy the time with your family and friends uh, there's only so many christmases that we spend with them and uh, and and you know value the presence of the people who love you and um I think this is one of the things that I want to wish you. I want to wish you a, a happy Christmas, a merry, a, a happy a happy holiday, a good, good start to the year 2024, because um, after this episode comes out, we're having a little bit of a break before we get into the uh, next episode at the start of January, um, which also marks, uh, by the way, which I have uh, spoken a lot about in the last podcast episode, our 30-day tinnitus habituation challenge inside our club. So um, just without uh, uh, keeping you too much from this episode, um, you can find all the links in the show notes. Um, There is a a link tree where you find many different valuable links, including like free guides, free material, but also, of course, if you want to talk about one-on-one coaching, working with me directly to help you implement the frameworks that um, I've created as a tinnitus habituation program for many many people for many hundreds of people by now then uh, you can click on any of those links in the description uh, also for joining our 30-day tinnitus habituation challenge and uh, uh, looking around in our online tinnitus habituation program um, at www.mytinnitus.club But uh, without further ado, I want to, yeah, wish you all Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, um, and have fun with this Christmassy episode with uh, Mini Gupta from Australia, a fantastic episode about tinnitus management from the other side of the world, from Australia, and now from me, from Cartagena. I wish you all the best and, uh, yeah, hope to connect you with you in the new year. Thank you for all your positive reviews. Thank you for really leaving those reviews. That helps me in the podcast a lot. So, uh, Uh, yeah let's get to the intro and then let's get right into the episode with mini gupta from australia enjoy hello and welcome to the outtrain tinnitus podcast this is frida and i'm your host This podcast is all about the tinnitus science and what you can do to live a better life despite the ringing. This episode is brought to you by mytinnitus.club. MyTinnitus.Club is your special online habituation community, a community of many, many people who together learn to live their absolute best life despite tinnitus. You learn science-based tools and tips and tricks and strategies on how to live tinnitus behind, uh, live your best life, really reclaim everything that's most important to you, and you do that in a community of amazing people with the help of my coaching programs that has helped over hundreds of people all over the world. So, Go to www.mytinnitus.club to claim your 14 days free trial. Join one of the frequent events that we have every single week and see how my science-based coaching program will help you to live your best life despite tinnitus. All right, then. uh, Hello and welcome back to the Archering Tinnitus Podcast, everyone. Uh, This is Frida and I'm your host. And this podcast is all about the tinnitus science, uh, what you can do in order to live your best life, despite uh, what your tinnitus sound might sound like, humming, buzzing, hissing, crickets, whatever it is. Um, And today we're joined by um, Mini Gupta from Australia. I'm very, very happy to have her here. Uh, We have a very, very weird time zone difference. So thank you, Mini, for making it this late in the evening. For me, it's 11 a.m. I'm about to have my second coffee after this conversation. So uh, thank you for joining us. And please introduce yourself briefly to our audience.
0: Hello, everybody. And hi, Frida, again. Thank you very much for this opportunity. It really makes me very happy to be able to come here and discuss about tinnitus here because that's my passion uh, as an audiologist. So just a little bit about myself. Uh, I'm an audiologist and a speech therapist. However, I, dis- I do not practice as a speech therapist. So I did all my education from India, five years of audiology, and then started working in Australia in 2006. I've worked in a lot of different kind of uh, setups, just purely hearing aid based diagnostic-based, cochlear implants. Um, I was very happy with my work, but at some point I felt that I was not getting the satisfaction because my mind works in its own ways. Yeah. <laughs> so I decided to start my own practice, uh, All ears hearing. Six wow, Year's Hearing. Wow, congrats. Now, thank you very much. And thanks to All Year's Hearing, I started learning a lot about what people with tinnitus experience and how debilitating it is and how it can actually make the quality of life very difficult for so many and the worst bit was that I felt very handicapped that even though I'm an audiologist I understand the auditory physiology and what happens in the ear the best but I don't have an answer so that was the point where my interest started and since then I haven't looked back it is all getting better and better
2: Mm. yeah that's an amazing story and uh you know it's just this like this motivation to see how much people are suffering and then you know when you when you are confronted with this this was so, certainly like my idea we briefly before we started the podcast um I, I i thought back at my like when because you asked me like when did your tinnitus start or, or what's your hearing situation and i shared it with you that when i was 19 and then in the years after my tinnitus started i sometimes could sit down and i thought like that can't be true can't be true that that all the people say there's nothing we can do here right so i'm like I, I can't believe this, but like for the next 10 years, I mean, I was studying, I was traveling the world. I was, you know, getting habituated to the level of tinnitus I had back then. And only when a few years later, I got a permanent spike to what my tinnitus is now, like nearly eight years ago now. And then uh-huh. I started saying like, okay, like now this is the second time it is this bad. I need to think about strategies of what we can do here. And then a few years okay. later, I, I I launched my coaching business. But uh, this is first to be supposed to be about you, so um, uh, thank you thank you for joining us, and um, it's amazing. I, I also saw, because I went to your website, you already have um, uh, three clinics, right, over all across over Australia, is that right?
0: Yes, we have three clinics, so two permanent, wow. one visiting site, but last year we launched our clinic, which is specially for tinnitus and hyperacusis. Nice. It's called Tinnitus Care Clinic, and... Nice. We have a completely separate uh, service model uh, through Tinnitus Care Clinic. We are working on it. We are constantly uh, improving it. The goal is to reach as many people as possible and for people to know that uh, there is something that can be done. There are people who want you to see you and tell you that, yes, we can improve it for you. Yeah. Uh, and that's the main goal. We could have continued providing the services through the general audiology clinic but then it is important that something which is so debilitating gets uh, personalized attention
2: yeah and gets sort of its own space right not only in the back office space. of some audiologist like okay we'll do a little bit of of, of rain sounds on your hearing aid and off you go bye bye see you see you in, exactly. in, 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 in 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 see you next year to check whether your hearing aid is still well fitted right so kind of like this Actually. kind of stuff and and I and I 100% agree and I think you know and, and maybe this, this podcast episode could be some kind of a, a kickoff to some future ideas of working together. Because I think this, this the combination of different fields is so important in tinnitus treatment that you combine different approaches, like top-notch audiolo- audiological practice, right? like Like I talked a little bit about my hearing situation and these guys who at first made my hearing situation very uncomfortable... But then afterwards, I was really happy that I went through that because my hearing became better and I could finally understand a little bit better. And my tinnitus went a little bit more in the background. But then on the other hand, you know, what we provide inside our community is like group coachings, behavioral approaches. And uh, strategies to not from the audiological side of perspective, but from a behavioral side of of view to put your brain in the best perspective that it habituates to tinnitus itself, right? So to sort of like maneuver yourself into an understanding about your tinnitus situation that your brain can habituate. So, but, but, But of course, like all these other aspects are incredibly important. So for example, I say to people like, well, the part of the audiological perspective is not something that we do. So you have to go to another place in order to figure that side out because that's not that's not what we need to do in here right so yes. before you come in here before you learn everything that we do it's of course always recommended that you go to your gp or definitely your ent and then an audiologist to get the best possible care yeah and uh, maybe we can sp- maybe you can speak a little bit maybe you can speak about the treatment modalities or or what a patient journey would look like for someone with tinnitus in your clinics
0: uh yes certainly i would love to talk about it but before that i want to just say this to you that even though you are not into audiology because, but you have a lived experience uh, with audiology and with hearing loss. And you would probably understand more than any audiologist what it can do to your brain. And as we all know, and the research suggests that for tinnitus, uh, non auditory parts of the brain have a huge part to play, a huge role to play. And that's where you are focusing on, right? And that is what we need audiologically, many audiologists are trying to learn the strategies, trying to learn the ways to counsel, uh, but it's when the brain bit comes into the picture that's when I think most of the audiologists uh, feel a bit uh, restricted and limited because we are not trained uh, to link what happens in the hearing part of the brain and then what happens in the emotional part of the brain. Yeah,
2: what the limbic system do and the amygdala
1: wreaking your
2: brain into havoc completely and uh, throwing you out of your normal course of life. Yeah, don't we all know yeah. that? And you guys listening out there, I'm sure many of you can relate to this as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah.
0: So good on you good on you for doing this work. And now talk coming back to the patient journey. So most of our patients come to us by GP referrals, uh, ENT referrals, word of mouth, and by audiologists. So audiologists from Victoria and all around Australia have started referring patients to us. Those who can't come to us face-to-face, they do a telehealth appointment. So we have a very uh, niche telehealth uh, service delivery model and we work with the local audiologist. Uh, If we need any extra testing that needs to be done, we would uh, write it to the audiologist and they do all the testing for us and then we go through the results My main job as a tinnitus audiologist comes at the point when we are not able to understand what's causing the tinnitus and what's triggering it. So once uh, we've got all the data in front of us, audiology, then of course, mental health and few more things, uh, then I give them a diagnosis. And then make a plan, okay, this is what we need to do, this is what we need to do, this is what we need to do and communicate it to the audiologist or the GP or the ENT doctors and wherever the patients are, they can stay there and they can continue their treatment. So that's for people who can't reach us, but people who can come face-to-face, we encourage them to come because our assessment, uh, which we do ourselves, of course, that's going to give us 100% of what we need. To have a personalized treatment plan. So, those who come face to face to us, before even they come to us, we send them like a big bundle of questionnaires, right? Um, and the idea behind this is that even before the patient is coming to us, we want to know what is happening with them and what history is there related to the ear or related to their general well being or related to their mental health or how did the tinnitus start? Because that's one of the most crucial points as a clinician. How did it start? Was it gradual? Was it sudden? And what was the trigger? So case history, mental health screening, insomnia screening, all these questionnaires are sent to them. They, Of course, everybody puts as much information as they can. They send it to us. And I spend around 10 minutes before seeing the patients face to face. So I would again ask them, Similar questions that we have already asked them in the question is just to confirm that uh, the information there is right. And just to make sure that we haven't missed anything. Most of the patients are very kind in sharing their stories and being uh, open about it. And so the most important bit, I would say, is the case history for us and for me. So we, I remember one of the patients, I spoke to him for two hours and testing no testing not didn't even look at his ear canals just talking just asking questions and he got so tired he's like are you an fbi agent <laughs> and i was like i know what you mean but if i do not understand yeah. what's happening behind the tinnitus then i can't treat you yeah right yeah. we have to get the message we have to understand what it's trying to tell us it definitely the tinnitus doesn't want to hurt you it doesn't want no. to hurt anyone
2: no and that, I just that's, a, to be that's much- a yeah no no i i i was just going to say like you you know at, at, at in these conversations i frequently have them because i'd also do one-on-one coaching apart from the co- the, the community or we do these coaching calls right where for example uh, on tuesday evening we had one with uh usually 10 to 15 people showing up and then it drags out a little bit because everyone gets speaking time, of course, everyone gets to ask their questions, so it turns into sometimes one and a half, two hours of coaching calls as well, and then, of course, I, with my certain hearing situation, I'm also tired after that, but I love these, <laughs> th- these things because often, you know, I hear my tinnitus 24-7 and it's so annoying, turns into a complete understanding of what set you off today and sometimes it wasn't even the tinnitus what set you off and uh you start to understand that you blame something for uh, sometimes other things that didn't go so well and uh that of course keeps the 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 vicious cycle alive because of course this thing you can tune into 24 7 if you want to you can tune into and relate to it in this way that it triggers you this much uh, 24 7. so it's so important that you go from this exactly i can only confirm what you just said from this initial it's tormenting me all the time i can't sleep i can't concentrate i can't do anything to okay what's actually what's the puzzle here right at first you get a ten thousand piece puzzle all the pieces somewhere in a big pile of puzzle and then you're like okay right let's let's try to figure out the little pieces and put them one by one yeah so i, like that. The, I like that a lot
0: that is such a good explanation and i loved when you said um there was, a, there was something you said there. And sorry, I can't. I'm so tired. It's nine o'clock that I think I missed it. Oh, but sorry. you said, oh, yes. You said um, I can tune into it, right?
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: It means I have the power over tinnitus. Yeah. I can tune into it and I can tune out of it. Yeah. We just yeah. need to learn how to tune out of it. And that's what you're doing. You're teaching yeah. people how yeah. to tune out
2: from it. Yeah. 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 One hundred percent. I mean, the, 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 the thing is. You know, what you what you currently might be going through, what you currently might be experiencing in your in your um, relationship with tinnitus is something how you have become accustomed to tuning in. Right. So if you want to play this ball further, it's like you have become accustomed with habitual behavior to tune into tinnitus in this certain way. And then your tinnitus perceives it as a threat. Um, We always talk about the saber tooth tiger. Um, uh, and, and the saber tooth tiger is very, very dangerous to you because you have been experiencing this difficulty, you have been having insomnia, you have been having concentration problems. And of course, like, how would that not feed into, oh, this is a difficult thing, I need to deploy further coping strategies, I need to somehow get rid of it. And then when you sort of like Google the, interview, uh, the internet, find these negative places where people say this is terrible, then of course your herd mentality part of the brain is influenced and said, oh yeah. my goodness, this is terrible. And then, of course, the cycle gets even worse. Right. So we we need to know, like, where can we get the foot into the door to create a certain understanding and then slowly but steadily convince you that there's also a completely other side. Right. In the same way that during the day, there is a sun and during the night, there is a moon. So there's there's two completely same sides that are completely natural for us. So it's completely natural for you to, on the one hand, have. A completely um, a, a anxiety-based reaction to your tinnitus, but it's also important for you to know that there are more tinnitus—more wander- uh, people with tinnitus—walking uh, this earth, and um, who are habituated, who, who have tinnitus without being bothered by it, than there are current people who have tinnitus that is bothersome to them. And these people most often have had bothersome tinnitus at some point, but their brain has shifted towards habituation and has habituated to their tinnitus.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's an excellent point. Yes. And the brain has the power to, Mm. to handle it. And the information on the internet, I think that's the biggest problem. And that's the real cause of tinnitus, which is just a symptom becoming a disorder because of all the negative information, negative counseling. And I usually tell this to my patients that yes, whatever you are reading on Google, it's information. It's general information. It may not be true for you. Yeah. Yeah right so yeah. it may not be true for you so you don't have to give it up for example I know this lady she loved wine right and she yeah. read somewhere that wine makes tinnitus worse and she gave up wine and I'm sure you understand what happened after that and then the yeah. tinnitus goes worse and worse and worse and my role here was just to change that thought pattern that wine can cause tinnitus yeah. And of course, logical lady, very intelligent woman, has all the reasoning in the world. And then I explained her what wine does to our ears and how it dehydrates the body. And it may not, it may trigger tinnitus for some people, right? Someone yeah. with ears or someone with uh, something else. But that does not mean it will make your tinnitus worse. Because not yeah. everyone with tinnitus drinks wine and gets a spike.
2: Yeah. But so that's I... not the wine. 100% and what I say to people um, and, and this is a, a core part of acceptance and commitment therapy, right? Like moving towards committed action of saying, I will not limit my life to the things that um, could potentially influence my tinnitus or I will be the person who chooses. So I have the choice. If I know my, my, my glass of wine is going to make my tinnitus worse. I have two choices. I have the choice to say, no, I will not drink it, but it's okay. Just because tomorrow I have a difficult day and I have to focus. So I don't want my tinnitus to get worse. Or I say, efforts, what the heck, I'm going to have my glass of wine and I'm completely going to be okay with my tinnitus going up tomorrow. But that's my choice. <laughs> so I move towards that. And then I accept the decision, like like so so many other things, right? We know that alcohol is not great for us, but we accept the downfall of saying like, well, it's not good for your health anyways uh, to drink alcohol. Yeah. So, but, but we do it anyways, right? Because we finish. enjoy it.
0: <laughs> yes, you're absolutely right there. And the anticipation of the problem always brings the problem in. So it's actually probably not the wine, it's just the anxiety related to it. And the focus on the tinnitus that if I drink wine, my tinnitus gets worse. So in a way you are focusing back on tinnitus, yeah. right? But yeah. if you have a glass of wine and say, ah, I don't care, you've actually tuned out of tinnitus. So yeah. it's it's where our focus is. If we are trying to avoid certain things because of tinnitus, it will actually make your tinnitus worse
2: yeah because you 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 create this expectant expectant behavior and with this expectant behavior you're going to focus more on it and then surely enough you will have the confirmation that it is there and when you have the confirmation that it is there your anxiety cycle starts again and then you are tuning exactly. into it more and more and then the thing that you most love wine coffee Uh, Some people exercise. I've had people who stopped exercising because their tinnitus would get a little bit worse after exercising. And then I'm like, well, that's not the healthy choice to make, right? It's still going to be good for your body to exercise. So you, you know you 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 have to you have to deal with the expecting behavior, not with the tinnitus, because we can't always influence our tinnitus. You might never drink wine again and still get tinnitus spikes, right? So what do you exactly. want to do with your life? It's 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 supposed to move towards the understanding that you're experiencing a benign body sensation. If you have been to your GP audiologist and the reason for why you're dealing with tinnitus is clear then you can move towards the behavior that you're experiencing a benign body sensation that then you can decide what you do uh, with your life in spite of this condition and then move towards what you what you rightfully said an understanding of tuning in and tuning out of tinnitus and that ha- having become that a natural process of your experience, yeah. Yes,
0: natural process with, and that's where the automatic thoughts, cognitive distortions come into picture and that's why cognitive behavioral therapy works so well because nobody wants to focus on something that they're bothered about, but then the brain gets into that vicious cycle. And the first thing that we need to do to break that vicious cycle is get the right education, get the right information. That's where knowing someone who actually understands tinnitus and consulting them and asking them questions uh, helps to break the cycle. And then the second step to know that all these thoughts the anticipation of tinnitus, and that my tinnitus will get worse and I'll have to live with it. They are just unhelpful thoughts. And the brain presumes that unhelpful thoughts is going to keep me safe. For example, if I don't drink wine, I will stay safe because I won't have tinnitus. And that's what the brain is learning. But if we could say, no, I am going to drink wine and I'm still going to stay safe, that changes the experience. Yeah, and that's where the cognitive behavioral therapy comes into the picture. We change yep. these automatic thoughts associated to tinnitus yep. and sound perception. And yep. once the person becomes aware of the distortions they are experiencing, uh, and I believe most of the times the distortion t- uh, that tinnitus people with tinnitus experience is overgeneralization. They generalize things a lot. That okay, I had tinnitus. Uh, today, when I went to this restaurant because it was noisy, which means every time I go to any restaurant, I will get tinnitus. So that overgeneralization is very unhelpful. It's not a bad thought. It's I never call any thought as negative thought. I just say it's unhelpful. In certain situations, that th- same thought may sa- keep you safe, yeah. but not in all the situations. Yeah. And that's why then they start avoiding. So once we can work with anyone with Tinnitus, once we can work with them in identifying these automatic thoughts and how unhelpful they are and how the brain tricks us into that, that itself is a huge help. Most of the people feel very empowered once they understand it and it changes changes their experience.
2: Yeah. I I, I I couldn't agree more. And I always say, you know, your smartphone is getting a, a billion times the updates that your brain has gotten in the last 10,000 years. So your brain is actually simply trying to protect you, but it's doing the very wrong thing, unfortunately, because it tries to tell you, this avoidance-based behavior that becomes habitual pattern. Think about other psychological difficulties, agoraphobia, right? People can't, can't go to a supermarket unless carrying a water bottle. We all know that you can go to a supermarket and not die from being in a supermarket without a water bottle. We all know that. Yes. But for that person, and, and I'm not making fun of people with agor- agoraphobia, that's, that feels killingly real. It feels like they're going to die because that brain, yes. the, the, the amygdala has made the connection. So it's like, you know, it's, it's the same thing, like like if you were bitten by a dog and then you go out and the dog nearly bit you to death, like, right, okay, maybe not that bad. But then, yeah. then naturally, your brain, every single time you see a dog, the brain says to you, stay safe, buddy, run away or or avoid it or something. So in, in essence, we need to understand that our brain is trying to do that with all different things that cause us pain and despair because our brain is naturally wired to protect ourselves and to make us survive. So therefore, yes. if we know that already and our brain keeps on throwing these thoughts at us that are very unhelpful in our dealing with tinnitus, then, for example, I can always I also say to the people, look, there is a chance that I just won the lottery with 16 million in my bank account. Is that thought? <laughs> is that isn't that <laughs> thought nice? What a nice thought, right? In comparison to the bad thoughts. What a nice thought. Is it true? Probably not, unfortunately. Whether I want to buy in or not is my personal choice. And although it might be nice to have sixteen million in the bank account, I certainly don't have sixteen million in the bank account. Right? <laughs> so it's like
0: But it doesn't harm yeah. it doesn't harm us in imagining it.
2: No, 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 of of course not. But what I'm I'm saying is like not every thought is true because because your brain tries to make you believe that this is what's going to protect you. If in the end, if you ask yourself, is this gonna help my relationship with tinnitus or is this gonna make my relationship with tinnitus worse and uh, feed into my automatic habitual behavior in which I avoid tinnitus in certain situations and therefore form the connection that these situations are difficult for my tinnitus. In the end, unfortunately, uh, keeping us from experiencing that most of the time it's maybe not even like that. And then you take yes. the chance from yourself, you limit yourself. I always, there's a next day, sorry, I'm using so many metaphors, but I, I, I like to use metaphorical language because people understand it, that, you know, the young elephant who, who who is on the stick and who can't break out because there's this small stick and he only moves around the stick. And then he grows into a massive elephant who could just walk away, but he never does because he's still t- tied, to, tied to the stick. And he's learned that this is the range of movement he has. So this is the That's same so thing, familiar. right? Yeah. yeah
1: yeah yeah
0: yeah and uh another observation here about what we are talking is a lot of this these thoughts uh that we get trapped into is related to some past trauma that we are not aware of so very often uh when we d- uh, dig deep into tinnitus and the experience i have noticed a lot of people have some traumatic experience which may have sound involved in it and that has taught their brain at some point that sound is bad or tinnitus can do this or tinnitus can do that so the brain already has a memory or they may have a relative or a friend who has you know been debilitated by tinnitus they have learned that and one day if they get it it frightens them because they are they are already scared of this sound, and the body, of course, doesn't like this sound, the brain doesn't like it. So that learning, which happened at some point in the past, it has actually already reinforced the sound. It has actually increased the fear, and that keeps the tinnitus going too. So for most of the professionals who I talk to, I always tell them, make sure that you're always checking for signs and symptoms of PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder. It's Sometimes they may, we may come across people who are very brave and who just put up with things. They don't even like to complain. Um, that's where we have to dip, uh, dig deep and find out if there is any traumatic memory that they had from childhood or you know when they were in college or uni. And if the brain is just using that memory uh, to trigger this tinnitus. And we know traumatic memories have a very long life in our brain. They have no timeline.
2: Yeah, I I just want to add one thing. And I think uh, for all the people from the US are listening because we all know that in the US, uh, tinnitus is is a big thing, especially for veterans. But you know why it is a big thing for veterans because it's much more difficult to overcome PTSD in in such memories. I I shared this in, in the episode with Glenn as well. Um, And I I just want to say we need all the compassion we can muster for someone who has been to war doesn't matter what side you are on war was always horrible. And if you deal with tinnitus as a result of being in war, maybe seeing your colleague going up in smoke next to you, basically, uh, and that's the trigger of your tinnitus, then, well, think about the lifespan of of, uh, bothersome tinnitus for these people. It's incredibly Mm. painful, brings you back to this kind of memory. And, you know, in a slight extent. What you just talked about, people might experience that, right? Not as painful, not as traumatic as someone who who has PTSD from war and and a tinnitus tinnitus connected to that experience. But you know, in a in a little bit of a further, um, in a little bit of a, a less intense situation, exactly what you said is tinnitus is linked to some kind of past memory. But sometimes I even find it's it's either one of the two. It's either some kind of like the past distant memory or the pure experience of how tinnitus was at the start itself, especially for people who have already been habituated and then get a, get a spike. They are thrown back yeah. to their worst experience with tinnitus and then react in response to that because they fear that they're throwing back to square one and that they have to do everything again now. It's and of course, all this pain comes back up again, and you experience that again. And then, of course, it turns into, into bothersome tinnitus again. So I just wanted to add that because I think that's very valuable, what you just said, it and it's, it's it's so true, yeah.
0: And if every uh, health practitioner, medical practitioner could keep this in mind, that tinnitus can cause PTSD and PTSD can cause tinnitus, then they may be able, there may be a possibility that in future the doctors and the medical professionals may be able to counsel the patients a bit better, at least not saying that nothing can be done, you'll have to live with it.
2: Yeah. Also recognizing like, okay, then, you know, you can always also do a depression severity scale. If you're a GP, you're trained in in dealing with depression a hundred times more than in dealing with tinnitus. But if we know that the comorbidities between tinnitus and depression are relatively high and you want to get someone to a level where they can, like, you know, start dealing with a CBT program or an ACT program dealing with that tinnitus, the same thing if someone... I mean, more extreme, but if someone suffers from schizophrenia and they, 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 the first thing they need is medication in order to be able to do therapy, they need to have a medication for them to move to a place where therapy is even possible, right? Because they might be so inside their thing. And the same thing is true for, for someone who has extremely bothersome tinnitus. They might need some form of medication, right? I'm not saying everyone, but some people might need some form of medication before they can move to a place. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: And look, I think every medical practitioner wants to do the best to the patient, but the problem is that the same old message is getting circulated uh, again and again on the internet, in education materials, nothing can be done. So the the message is so deep rooted in everyone's mind and nobody's ready to change it because it's like confirmation bias that I know everybody has said this, I've read this everywhere, so nothing different can be done. However, there's so much research happening in the world of tinnitus. There's so much evidence that tinnitus can be treated. And there are people who are getting better and they never experience tinnitus again. But the problem is who would go and put that research outcomes together and go and teach to the medical professionals or other professionals, allied health professionals included, that no, that's the old bit, the new research, helps us to understand how we can treat the tinnitus or how we can talk better about it. Just by talking better to the patient in a more positive way solves half of the problem.
2: Yeah. I mean, using the 15 minutes you have, and people frequently tell me, I've, I've spent $300 at the ENT in the US for, uh, for a statement. Uh, there's not much we can do. Uh, try, try 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 the audiologist and and uh, that that's it, basically. That's the best recommendation I have for you right now it's quite disappointing it's a lot of money for nothing right it's technically that's technically sec, six, six months of our basic subs, on our basic subscription which within which you you will have a completely different way of dealing with your challenges, right so i'm always saying like well of course, it makes sense. You have to go to your NT to get your ears checked. I mean, that's part of the thing. But if if the end message is there's nothing we can do, if we could at least say, well, you know, you might want to Google yourself through some online programs or find an on, a, a local support group or find a CBT practitioner, anything, right? But the saying, like, you know, why are you still coming to me, like, there's nothing i can do for you is the most unhelpful thing you can say to someone with tinnitus we'll be back in the episode in just a short moment i just wanted to share with you something that dawn uh, one of our tinnitus club members talked about recently she shares uh, her insights into tinnitus habituation and what the community has been doing for her and of course we'd be super honored to welcome you into our community as well but let's give uh, dawn the word
1: i think um I've had it for about same as you, 15, 16 years, and I have been habituated to it three times in the past. Uh, but this last time, um, I was just flawed with it. I just didn't know how to deal with it. And uh, then I found this place, and it's taught me n- no end um, how I was dealing with it was wrong. You know, it's taught me not to react to it. Um, and like you said, it's nice knowing because I think it's a very isolated disease um, because you're the only one that can hear it. Your family can't, so you're you you're only you're the only one that knows what you're going through. Uh, but when you come to somewhere like this, it just it it's it makes it easier because you know that you're not on your own, and it's just probably been the best thing. i have in the best place now in this last two years than i I have been for like I say in the last two years. I'm I'm just It's amazing what it's done for me.
2: So, if you're experiencing something that's similar to what Dawn is going through, then you know absolutely where to go and where to look and where to turn to. Um, we'd be super excited to welcome you in our Club community. So, if you head over to www.MyTinnitus.Club, you can sign up for your 14 days free trial, um, join one of our members' events, introduce yourself to our other members. We are currently getting a buddy system going so that people who are already way on their path up to habituation can support and help other people who are newer in the community so if this is something that you want to uh, get into and you want to live your best life despite tinnitus then sign up for your free trial at www.mytinnitus.club but let's get back into the episode yeah so we were talking uh we had, we had a quick break uh but now, now we're oh. back here in the show um so we we're talking about the ent doctors and the ent doctors response um and of course that's very unhelpful yeah. for someone who's oh. dealing with a very difficult problem right
0: Look, my first, uh, the first learning that I had as a health professional was that no matter what, I have to respect every other professional who is involved in the care of my patients. And I never want to say to my, any of my patients that your time was wasted. And I never want to make them feel that the health professionals are sitting there to make money. So I give, gave it a big thought. For weeks and weeks, I kept contemplating about What is it that makes everyone say to the patients, nothing can be done? And my conclusion, after working with the ENT doctors and after seeing how actually they are very, they want to do more, but they don't know what more to do. So that's when I understood the job. And this is what everybody needs to understand. The job of an ENT doctor is to just rule out any anatomical problem behind the tinnitus. That's their only job. Once they have done the MRI, they have looked after the ear and they have cleared you from any underlying medical condition, their job is done because they deal with the anatomical issues of the ear. However, tinnitus is a functional issue. It's because of a functional change. It's because of a change in perception. And that's not the job of ENT doctors. And that's where the role of an audiologist who understands tinnitus comes into picture the role of a psychologist or a tinnitus coach who understands how the brain reacts to it comes into the picture. Because we are the ones who deal with the function of the ear, not the anatomy. So this is what I tell to all my patients. Your money hasn't gone wasted. The ENT doctor has done their job. They have made sure that your life is not in danger. They have made sure you won't lose your balance. They've made sure they won't need to cut your hearing nerve because of a tumor. They've done their job. That's it. They can't yeah. do anything more. But that's yeah. actually a good news that they didn't find anything. Right. <laughs> because they don't want to find anything. So half of the job is already done by understanding that, okay, there's actually tinnitus is not because of a problem. It is actually trying to tell me something. It's my friend. It's there for a reason. And once I understand, it may go away. And let's work together to find out what it's trying to tell us. So... And I noticed this, I spent like five minutes talking about this to everyone who comes and complains, and believe me, it makes a huge difference. And that's where we as professionals have to understand what's the reason behind another professional saying a certain thing. But this is not the only bit. At some point, we have to change that message that... um, the patients are getting from these professionals. So that's where the fight is and the Uh, war and the battle is for uh, us. mm. Uh, Eventually we get there. We are getting there in in Melbourne. There are so many ENT surgeons who send their patients to us all the time. People drive like two hours to Uh, come to us. And they say, uh, look, I know this place and I know people who have, uh, whose territories have completely gone away. And those people just come, they are ready to pay for your services. Those mm. ENT doctors have now got the faith that mm. tratus can be treated, and that's why they are sending. So if every ENT surgeon knew who they can send the patient to, I think they would do it. But the problem is even they don't know.
1: Yeah, I,
2: I I I like this a lot, and although it's it's part of the sales process for someone who's a tratus coach, right, to say your ENT doctor tells you there's nothing you can do, that's bullshit. Come here, we'll call. Right, like. Uh, although that is partly true um i like a lot what you yeah, say doing and, of course, on, and, of course, and, and of course and of course and of course and of course an ent a doctor has still chosen the profession i mean there's many other professions you can make more money in than than being a doctor so uh, uh, uh you know the ent doctor is also just trying to exactly as you said help and, and and help and protect you so if they if they have a little bit of an unhelpful way to explain to you, or if they don't have the time to go into detail or depth of, of what, what your reaction to tinnitus looks like, then that's exactly as you say, because it's not their area of expertise and that's perfectly fine. But then you also correctly say it. We need to do the training differently and say, look, it's a condition that is affected by many other things, but your ears are fine. You need to understand that. And now um, I'll give you like five different things that you can try out in order to get better within the next three months or something like that, right? And then you say like, you know what, if you still need some support or something, come back in three months and we'll talk about it again.
0: And it is their professional duty uh, because they are ES specialists to do more research, to understand a little bit more in their free time, find out who they can send these people to because tinnitus may not hurt their life, but it is constantly affecting their quality of life. And quality of life is so important, we you know. The the modern medicine is not about life and death. It's about quality of life.
2: I love that a lot. I, I think that's very important. Um, because you know, we've moved past uh I mean, often in medicine we've moved past the the combating of the deadliest diseases. I mean, coming out of a pandemic, right? But uh, we have moved oh, past wow. the most. Of, yeah, we have moved past. Yeah, especially for you guys in Australia, it was tough. Yeah, I I, I remember that one. Um, uh, I've I've had people who haven't been able to leave their farm for like. For like eight months or something like that, somewhere in Australia. That's it's what like,
0: happened in Australia, yes yeah, yes.
2: yeah, 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 yeah. But but it, it's all right what you say, right? We, we want more quality of life. And you basically, I mean, again, we're human beings. We basically never have enough quality of life because our brains are rewired in a negative way. So we'll never be, be 100% happy with anything. Not with 10 billion in the bank account, not with 10 Ferraris in the garage not with 10 wives or husbands, not with, uh, not with the best food. We will, we will, we will never be happy. Face it and, and accept that. That's perfectly fine. Right. It's, it's, that's not what life is about. And, and, and when you can see it that way, then things become a little bit easier, including tinnitus. And then you can focus on managing, right. You can focus on improving quality of life. You can focus on understanding and, and, you know, I forgot to say this, but I think what we talked about the PTSD part, that's very, very important is the compassion that a person has to oneself, the compassion yes. of, of, of finding that, that they will get better when they apply a much needed level of compassion to what they're going through. Um, and, and yeah. that, that, that this, that, that the more compassion you can bring to yourself and then say, I'm learning. And I'm exactly also, as you said, where I, where I need to be right now but I'm learning how to manage this. And in future, I will be part of the group that maybe still experiences tinnitus, but is not bothered by it anymore, right? And and, and that needs a lot of compassion.
0: And changing the self-talk based on compassion for ourselves. And just because we're talking about PSD, I think I should mention this. Uh, For everyone who practices tinnitus treatment or tinnitus management, just one tip there. Anyone who comes to you or you know you come across who has developed tinnitus suddenly very suddenly it's very highly likely it is due to some form of ptsd so sudden tinnitus always make sure that you assess that person for ptsd
1: mm-hmm.
0: yeah and you will find a lot of people who suddenly start uh, experiencing pain and then suddenly start experiencing tinnitus definitely there's some form of ptsd going on there because their brain is so overwhelmed by sudden change in what the body is experiencing that it doesn't know how to cope with it and in that in that and i I've, i'm dealing with like five patients at the moment uh where the tinnitus is related to ptsd and that's where i realized that my role as an audiologist is very, very minimum. I'm working like a psychologist with them. Whereas most of the other patients, I work more like an audiologist and 10% like a psychologist. But these four or five people where it's PTSD related, I'm only doing a psychologist's job. And the outcomes are amazing. They you are know, absolutely you,
2: amazing. You you you, you know, uh, just before I forget, um, my my audiologist when i was started to wear hearing aids at very young age um Mm -hmm. she was amazing she like she always asked me like how are you how things are going seems like you're quite stressed it seems like you're quite stressed it was at a time where um i don't think i've ever shared this but um it was at a time where my my sister had uh uh, committed a suicide attempt and uh that sort of fell together with the time where i started experiencing tinnitus right and uh so i think a part of her job and that's what i was very grateful for is that uh um my tinnitus of course i had the, the slight hearing damage in the high frequencies right and it's probably a part something that played a, a part there as well um but surely that 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 happening to my sister um was uh, uh also among the causal factors so i'm very very grateful for her to you know without being a trained psychologist like just showing up with doctor, that compassion yeah. and, and talking to you right and and saying like hey you know what like we're gonna get this sorted we're gonna get your hearing better and then also you understand that um yeah you know maybe maybe you can look for other places where you can get some additional help now it was too difficult because i just moved countries and i was just starting mm-hmm. to study in the netherlands from germany so i was like would have been or at the time i thought it was too difficult to get a therapist but looking back I, I yeah um i can only encourage for people to go to therapy if they feel like they need it um but yeah that was something i wanted to share that that was uh, very very helpful
0: for I'm me i'm so sorry to hear that um Frieda, because i can imagine what you must have gone through at that time but you are one very lucky person who found the right therapist at the right time who was who paid attention to what you were experiencing and that's very powerful because that probably empowered you to feel strong enough uh to tackle your tinnitus because there was someone who was understanding you felt supported and maybe that's why you are able to do this today what you're doing
2: uh, it's certainly one of the reasons why i've started doing this because i i had such a positive experience with her and i said well I mean, this was not so much the audiological part that I found most helpful, but it was the part where she became understanding and she uh, she asked my, me the right question. So what I understand in my tinnitus coaching process and what we do in the community is certainly asking people the right questions. So I know there's a lot of apps out there for tinnitus as well, right, where you can do video courses and uh, there's people in the front who talk to you in a video and tell you how to use CBT. But, you know, the thing is, like, sometimes you want to be seen and heard. And you need to talk to someone and that person needs to hear you and that person needs to ask you questions that apply to your individual case oh that's that's such a
0: powerful message the right questions oh i cannot underestimate over over exaggerate the importance of that the right questions because that makes the person feel heard that there's someone who's understanding me and uh such a big thank you to your therapist if he or she's listening. They've done a wonderful job. Uh,
2: I don't think her English is too good, but I will send this episode to her anyways, because I, I still I still have her contact. I think she's retired by now. Um, but uh Aww. yeah, that was uh that was a that was a very, very big thing for me. And I, 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 I'm to this day very grateful for her. And uh it it's uh, you know, it's 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 I think, you know, after after having Tinnitus myself and for so, so long, such a long time. And, and I, by now, by now, I've probably worked close to with nearly 500 people coaching them on one-on-one basis. And we have wow. uh, more and more people in the, in the community. So I've, I've, I've become my own kind of, I've, I have my own kind of system, right. With uh, behavioral approaches, CBT and act, et cetera, but also my, my own approaches. But you know, what I found exactly what you just said is like, it's asking the right kind of questions in order to get the person to understand their own thought and beha- behavioral patterns in a better way. Um, that in the end will make a over 90% outcome in how quickly they will habituate to that tinnitus, right? Yeah.
1: yeah.
0: And most of these people, they have an answer. They know what's happening with them, but they are not able to see it. And they think that they and those thoughts or what they're experiencing, they are same. And that's where then I start talking about no, you are very different than what is happening to you at the moment. Just stay away from this and look at it and let it go. Yeah. Let it go. Uh, and actually, I would like to share this with you today, because today is probably one of the days in 17 years of my life as a professional that within an hour, uh, one patient's tinnitus changed from eight, eight out of 10 to zero out of 10.
1: Wow.
0: And if that person is listening, I can't mention name because I haven't taken consent. But if they are listening, and they may happen to listen, because I'm sure they listen to podcasts. So around 65, 70 years old, referred by a colleague who works in another audiology clinic, he knows. And Ben, thank you. I can say Ben's name. I know he won't (laughs) mind.
2: Ben (laughs) is everywhere. (laughs)
0: Pen <laughs> is everywhere. So he found, he's heard this patient saying that he's got bad tinnitus and immediately gave our contact details. This patient came today. My colleague did the testing 45 minutes. And I had, of course, gone through the questionnaire. I took some CBT sheets with me because I could see it's more coming because of something that has happened recently. We sat there for one and a half hours, talked about how so the tinnitus started three months ago. Uh, and it started uh, one week after the person had uh, hurt their back, yeah, and after they hurt their back, they couldn't play golf, which is what he loves to do, and then tinnitus means he he started believing that he won't be able to play golf ever, right, and of course, the automatic unhelpful thoughts was what that was keeping his autonomic nervous system in fight flight and freeze he was frozen in that moment and he was living that moment again and again and again we just did some cbt there very quickly because he's a smart man he's and he has he had his beautiful wife with him who's so supportive and smiling there and you know happily uh, accompanying him to the appointment not complaining uh, and he feeling guilty that he's not able to go for rides with his wife that he likes to do. And uh, I'm talking to him, giving him CBT. And suddenly I see his face changing Was I can't tell what all I did because it's a long story. Uh, and I see his face changing, I see him smiling. And just before I'm so about to end the session and I'm about to tell that, you know, let's book an appointment for next week and blah, blah, blah. And he's he says to me, I just want to tell you this, my tinnitus is gone. And I'm like, what?
1: Wow. And he's like,
0: yeah, it's gone. And I'm like, you said to me, it was eight out of 10 when I came into the room. He's like, yeah, that was, that's how it was, but it's gone. And I was like, well, this is the fastest <laughs> tinnitus treatment I have experienced. And that proves the role of right education and right information and communicating that in a way that the brain can focus on the positive bit. And so that the brain gets a logic out of it because until the brain gets logic, it will not accept it. It needs logic for every everything. And we, I was so pleased. I mean, I'm not praising myself. I should praise the patient because he's the one who decided to change it Got so it. quickly. Yeah. Yeah. I would do the same thing with someone else and it may not change, right? So that's where the power lies in the person who's experiencing these symptoms. The power is in the choice, whether they trust the professional who's helping them out or they decide not to trust. If they trust and if they take every bit of information that is given, magic happens. And this was pure magic. I didn't even look into his ear and I was amazed. I was like, is he just making it up? I mean, I didn't say it to him, but I was like, This is something new. I've never experienced this before as a clinician. And then I came outside the room and I actually had tears in my eyes because it was very powerful for me to hear that, oh, it's gone even while you're talking to me. Thank you. So the satisfaction we get as a professional out of this, plus just the role of the correct way of communicating the right information and making them heard and understood takes away most of the problem
2: that's an amazing story and what uh, what luck we have that we had the podcast scheduled for today so that memory is so fresh mm. and that you have that you have the, the opportunity to share this with us that's that's amazing that's an amazing story i i i, I say I, I i wouldn't want to discourage people if it doesn't happen for them that quickly but that that yes. is that serves as an amazing amazing pinpoint on uh, what your relationship of tinnitus like your tinnitus is determined by by how you respond to it and uh and and that's the biggest the biggest the biggest uh the biggest thing that shows you this right i always say if you're human and if you have a brain then can you you can habituate. so if you have an alien with tinnitus then you might be unlucky but if you're a human and you have a brain then you can habituate to your tinnitus and what a powerful story that's amazing thanks for sharing that
0: Thank you for listening to this. It's a powerful story and it happens every day in our clinic, to be very honest. But again, I would like to add there, this person's tinnitus was only three months old, right? And that's why it was so quick to change.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. The
0: longer the person has experienced the tinnitus, the longer it can take to react and to get better, which is why it is very, very important that anyone who experiences tinnitus, even if it's not bothersome, they should go and talk about it so that they know what can be done if it ever gets worse because uncertainty is what kills the brain.
1: Mm -hmm. Uncertainty
0: is what kills our peace. Once they speak to someone who's a professional, a coach or knows about tinnitus, they have the right information. They are prepared to fight that battle if it ever happens, if it, it ever gets worse. So very, very important very early in your journey of tinnitus, make sure at least a hearing test, get your ears looked at, uh, see someone who has experience with tinnitus. Not, so ask your audiologist or the audiology clinic, how many tinnitus patients have you seen? What extra do you do for tinnitus patients? Do your research, go to them, get a baseline hearing test done that, because I cannot underestimate, Over, a, I keep confusing that word, I cannot, Exaggerate the importance of a baseline uh, hearing test, middle ear test, ear canal condition, and take right. it from there. That's yeah. the first important step. Yeah. Catch it early, work on it early, be prepared if you know it may get worse. Rather than sitting there and imagining it getting worse, use that energy and time to find the right professional and to get the right information.
2: Yeah. Uh, and that's a, it's a great segue um, uh, because this, this podcast episode will release a little bit later than when we're talking about it, because there are, um, <laughs> we have, we have a, we have a, we have an episode schedule, right? But, uh, but we uh, inside our community on uh, starting January and Minnie uh, mini, I would love to invite you for that as well. We can, we can show you around and have you part of the challenge. Have you a look at it? If you want to, I'll send you an invitation. And uh, we do a 30 day challenge starting in January. So the same way people start like good habits in January we're starting a 30-day tinnitus habituation challenge inside our club oh. in, in January. So, like, we do every th- one Excellent. thing we do every day uh, for 30 days in January. So, yeah, my, I'm, I would I would be happy to share you a free a free sign-up link so you can uh, can have a look Please and, and, and check me. it out what we do. Yeah.
0: And what we I can do is I can always spread the word around in my clinic, and uh, whoever's interested they can sign up. And it's good to know there are more people. Who are in similar condition and who are doing this people feel supported they yeah. feel there's a community so yes please do and that's that's a very good it's a very good idea actually i think was that your idea
2: uh, it, it was a co- the idea of our community hold, uh, a coach uh, we have we have a coach for so I'm a coach for people with tennis, but I need someone who coached me how to be a perfect online community host. So I have <laughs> someone she's from Belgium <laughs> okay. and uh, if she ever listens to this then uh, I, I, I love her she's her name is Julia. And she's a community coach, so she helps people um, build amazing online communities that are based on uh, connection from people from all over the world, right? So we build something that has kind of not this this masculine energy, but feminine energy, right? Like it feels warm, you feel connection, you feel like you could settle down, you feel like you're in a good place, right? So these are all the preconditions in which it will be so much easier for your brain to habituate. So her idea was like, you know what, I see it with a lot of people in, in the community that I coach um, why don't you do a 30-day challenge starting in January? That would be a cool way to to like kick off the new year, to get people excited about their process, and to you know have everyone engaged. And yeah, so that's why that's why she, I have to get full credit to Julia. But uh, but that's what what, what we job. do. Yeah. Good job, Julia.
1: Yeah. Great thank you, Julia.
0: <laughs> I would be I would be very happy to be a part of it and mm-hmm. experience it for myself. I may actually use it. For something else that i need to habituate to probably if not tinnitus
2: yep yep yep. we also see that more and more our community people stay on they're habituated to tinnitus and you know i'm not going anywhere i'm keeping my subscription <laughs> just because i like and, the connection uh, to the other people yeah
0: just to let just to let you know while we are talking and how i got interested in tinnitus more and more is hmm. i i developed hyperacusis hmm. uh after i suffered from covid
1: I mean, I had a really bad
0: bout of COVID. Just in the initial days, I was traveling overseas. My dad had passed away. And oh, I had never had any sound sensitivities, issues. And it was a very stressful time, of course. The travel was <clears throat> very difficult. And <clears throat> suddenly I come back and everything is very annoying, all the sounds. And that was an eye-opening experience. That changed my life as a clinician. Because i that was probably the day... I started understanding what people mean when they say the sounds are annoying. Before that, I could not. So you have to experience it to understand it. And that's when I started studying more about hyperacusis and how it can cause tinnitus. I don't have tinnitus, of course. Uh, It's just the sound sound sensitivity. And I manage it very well because I manage it for everyone else. Of course, I can manage it for myself. It doesn't bother me in day to day. Life, But on a day when I'm stressed out, when I'm fatigued, when I'm angry on my kids, if they start shouting, I start yelling back on them. Come on, turn the volume down. But that that gives me a perspective. How a sound, an annoying sound can trigger uh, fear, anxiety uh, in your brain, even for someone who's working in the field. So hyperacusis is another thing, another symptom, which is very common with tinnitus. So it can be very debilitating, but there are uh, ways to fix it too. And I know none of the textbooks probably talk about it, but my belief and my core belief now after experiencing and after working with people who have got tinnitus and hyperacusis is half of the people, the tinnitus is caused because of hyperacusis. If we can treat the hyperacusis, their tinnitus goes away. We, We see everything in the clinic. Mm. Most mm-hmm. of our patients, when they have hyperacusis, mm. the moment we set up their devices with compression, mm. you know, and a few more yeah. things, say, yeah. oh, the tinnitus is gone.
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: So, tinnitus there is more because yeah. of like a distortion in the auditory right. system. Right. And we reduce the distortion by using the compression function, which is probably not naturally happening in the ear, which is the inhibition oh. uh, yeah. cycle in the ear. So, yeah, yeah. So tinnitus can be treated. Tinnitus yeah. can completely go away. Yeah. We have to make it as good as possible. And yeah. we there are lots of ways to fix it. I'm not just saying managing. I never say we will manage tinnitus. I do not like to use that word. I always say we will treat your tinnitus. Yeah,
1: that's
0: and nice. And we do it at the coaching, talking positive, seeing other people who have gone through this battle, and seeing people smile, like yourself smiling, talking about tinnitus, happy, that reinforces uh, my thought as a clinician that, yes, tinnitus does, cannot control your life if you decide not to let it control your life.
2: Yeah, I just wanted to um, add to what you said about your story with hyperacusis, because I thought it was very powerful. Um also the understanding, right, that we are all imperfect human beings and that it's normal to be imperfect and how you respond to your hyperacusis will determine whether it takes over more or whether you say, oh, wow, I've been so stressed out today. Um, look at me being annoyed by all the sound. And maybe I maybe what I most need is take time for myself and read down, lie down and read a good book and to yeah. de- to de-stress. Right. Because this is overwhelming for me. So this is a signal that I'm right now overwhelmed. Yeah. So it's like how you manage that will determine whether your brain says, oh, that's oh. fine. And oh, I've probably gone too far. And then you, you know, relate to it differently rather than saying, oh my God, my hyperacusis, which is like a signal to tell you like, hey, Minnie, you've done too much today, you know. Too much today. Yeah.
1: Yes.
0: And
2: that, that you absolutely
0: right. The days when I do more of CBT sessions for people with tinnitus, that's the day in the evening, I'm more annoyed by sounds around me. So this is a secret, again, not many people know, that I do see a psychologist for myself regularly, because uh, this was another big learning for me, that uh, the work that I'm doing, it takes a big toll on me, on my mental health. And I I don't feel shy or ashamed of saying this, that I feel sometimes anxious, I'm depressed because of what I see in the clinic, because I'm a very empathetic person. I can't yep. keep myself away from the person's pain. That yep. is my weakness. Yep. So I, I have to see a professional regularly so that I can de-stress. Yep. Like you said, you need a coach yep. or community yep. coaching. So yep. that's my way and I actually learned it from a psychologist friend who told me that psychologists have psychologists yeah, for sure. And they regularly attend sessions. And I was like, yeah. maybe that's what I need to do. I'm getting sure. too stressed because yeah. I'm managing everyone else, but I don't know how to manage my own fear, yeah. my own emotions related to my yeah. work. Yeah. And uh, once I started accepting that, that it is okay to feel overwhelmed or stressed because of the work that I'm doing, it's part, it's helping me to achieve what I want to achieve. Uh, And then just going and talking about it once in a month or so and then complaining about it when I feel like complaining, (laughs) not always pretending that I'm happy about what I'm experiencing. Uh, That has helped me. And now I don't I don't feel any burden because of what I see or hear or I do. Yeah. So it is it is essential and very, very important for people like me, you and other professionals who are supporting vulnerable people or supporting people who are struggling to protect find yourself. someone who can keep supporting us from the back
2: yeah protect yourself uh, it's like <laughs> i like to say it this way uh, you know in the plane how they say uh, put your yes. own mask on before assisting others and this is the same principles i've i've done therapy since i've been here in berlin for more than three years and i um i've gone regularly two to three times a week so thank you german healthcare system um, and wow, uh, three times a week, yeah, I've done very intense psychotherapy psychoanalysis, and it's helped me tremendously. So I have no problem in saying that this is something that you know, uh, people go to therapy because other people didn't go to therapy. That's something that I've also learned. So I don't know, it can <laughs> be parents, family people, can be anyone right? So it can be anyone, but there's probably some other another person that should have gone to therapy and then maybe you wouldn't have had to. no. Uh, I, all what I want to say is like we need an understanding in, in the year 2023 that talking to people is beneficial for anyone and talking to someone who has the experience of, um, of helping you to figure out what you're talking about um, is, is super beneficial, right? And if you don't have the money, the budget or the healthcare system, then my biggest recommendation where to start is start journaling. Start journaling so you become yeah. clearer about the things that are going on within you, right? Because all of these things, hypercusis, tinnitus, all of these other things are a show of hands from your internal systems saying something is not wrong. And if you interpret it the wrong way, it will only get worse. So I'm not saying that well, you beat tinnitus successfully with journaling, but I'm saying like if you can't afford it or you don't think it's the right way, then the least thing you can do is start journaling and, and assist yourself in this way. So uh, thank you for sharing this, Mini. It's super powerful. I think it's so normal that we all um, we all are just human beings and it's natural for us to feel overwhelmed, especially if we are in a space where we help people go through very difficult things. And uh, I have a reason for why sometimes I have times in which I feel very burnt out, right? Very normal. And sometimes I feel burnt out and I, I don't get enough sleep. And then I feel like, wow, I wonder if I will have the energy to keep on doing this. But then I, you know, I take, I know that I have to take more time for myself. I know what I have to do and which kind of, I, I start getting older. And as I start getting older, I know that I have to protect myself more. And with that, I can enjoy the work more. And then I can be better to be there for people. Yeah.
0: Absolutely. And that helps us achieve so many goals. We stay fit. We stay healthy. Mentally healthy, and we help other people stay fit and healthy. And look, if everyone in the world could go to a psychologist when they are feeling okay, they will probably never need a psychologist for a clinical condition. So, I tell all my patients that I go for psychology sessions, and they say, "But you don't, you don't look like you would need a psychology session. You are fine. You are such a happy person." Yeah. And I said, that's why I'm going so that I don't actually yeah, need a psychologist Exactly. A <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it's like pre- precaution prevention is always better than cure. Yeah. Uh, there's only so much we can take yeah. uh, in our daily lives, no matter how yeah. strong mentally we are. Uh, yeah. So as a clinician, uh, this is one, another thing I've learned, just expressing to our patients sometimes that we, we are also vulnerable and we have weak points too it actually empowers them to share their stories and things that they probably don't share with anyone else. So it's not, we are not weak because we are sharing. We are actually very strong that we are able to share what we experience and what we feel. And that's an example to everyone who comes for help to us that they can also let it go. And it's a safe space for them to talk about it. And there's no judgment because we are all in the same boat actually. So, yeah, I I love to share that with everyone that be vulnerable. Don't be don't shy away from sharing what you feel about certain things in your mind that may help someone else to talk about something they have never talked about to anyone. So it's a therapy and that works as a therapy for me (laughs) because uh, I get I get someone who listens to me and then I listen to them. So it's like a win win for everyone. When I'm doing for therapies for other people, I also get therapy in the session because I feel more empowered by sharing my story sometimes, like you shared your story. very uh, I mean, I really, really appreciate you talking about how your has started. It's not easy to share that on a podcast like that, but that can set an example for so many others who probably are struggling with something like this to come forward and talk about it.
2: I think there is uh, probably nothing more we could add. And probably this is going to be as good as it gets. So um, maybe we should uh, <laughs> let you probably run off to bed soon. <laughs> I think, what what time is it? 10.30 p.m. or something? It's very late for it's you,
0: right? It's 10.30. But if, oh, you wow. have, if you come and ask my family, they will tell you. You can ask my mom to talk about tinnitus for months and she will not stop. <laughs> that's I, what they
2: will say. Why, <laughs> I, I, I uh, why not? Yeah, um, and 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 <laughs> I'm, I'm, you know, uh, I'm happy. You know, let, let 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 next year we'll we'll do a, a, a version number two, and uh, we share we share some updates and how how it's gone. But but you know, honestly, the last part you shared is, I think after this, uh, there's nothing else to add because that that's the most essential and most important. To be open um, and to to take your journey as a dynamic journey and don't be afraid to, you know, have have the courage to 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 make it your life, right? Whatever as difficult as it may be right now, it's your journey, and uh, it's it's a journey that only comes once. So uh, be cool. mindful about it. Yeah, I love that.
0: Thank you very much, and thank you for this opportunity. And as you said, next year we can do a part number two, and maybe we can focus a little bit on what audiologists can do for their tinnitus patients and I, where I, they can send them
2: I, I i would love that i'm happy to do that we could also think about a format of uh, how to uh, help uh, or reach audiologists we could do a, a webinar or something together and or something like that we'll think about that in a different episode but uh, Thank you. Uh, thank you, Minnie, for coming on today, for taking time out of your um, probably much needed rest in the evening. So it's very much appreciated that you take that time out of your busy schedule. Thank you for sharing all these amazing stories with us. Thank you for being vulnerable. Thank you for being you. And uh, we all really appreciate you. And thank you so much for all the work that you do for the people at Tennessee.
0: Thank you. And thank you for being so open and making me feel safe. Uh, safe. And that's why I could come and tell exactly what I probably should be telling every professional. Anyhow, thank you for sharing your story and keep doing the amazing work that you're doing. And a big shout out to your amazing work and your life journey. It's not easy to be experiencing and to be living with what you are, but you are using that to help so many other people. That's the best thing about it.
2: Thank you, Minnie. It's great to have you.
0: Thank you very much. Good night.
2: Bye. Yeah, that concludes um, an amazing episode interview with uh, Mini Gupta from Australia. Um, Yeah, I want to say thank you. I don't spend enough time being grateful for everything that we've accomplished this year. We've grown to over 50 members, I think, nearly um, inside our Online Tinnitus Club community. Um, We have uh, grown this podcast by... um, I think more than 80% more listenership than in the year before. That uh, now counting uh, thousands of people from all over the planet tuning into this um, podcast every single time. Every single time we release a new episode, um, I feel like I can help and give back to the community something that when I was 19 years old and first dealing with tinnitus, being deaf on one ear, you know, and all this anxiety that I was experiencing back then, feeling disconnected from all my in in university, right? Because I'm the only one with this hearing difficulty and this tinnitus and it was quite a traumatic time even. And now I feel a little bit with every single episode I can give back to the community. I feel like I'm also working a little bit on my own trauma. Um, but you know, like doing something good about it, turning it into something good, turning it into something valuable that all of you guys out there, um, get to listen to feeling hopefully a little bit less alone, feeling a little bit more understood and knowing that there are people like me and, and mini and, and all these other amazing people who I've previously had on my podcast, um, who are there to support you and who know exactly what you need to do in order to um, uh, start telling your brain that tinnitus is not dangerous and it can go into the background to the point where it stops bothering you and you start experiencing tinnitus without actually being any bothered by it, right? And uh, I think that's what I, 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 I'm I setting my goal also for 2024. The goal is to um, get more people into our warm, um, uh, nurturing and you know, just welcoming community, right? It's just such a difference to all these mayhem things out there on on Tinnitus' forums. But, you know, we we have a warm and nurturing community and weekly coaching events where, you know, I just use my approach and and share everything that's worked with so many people, worked so well with working with hundreds of people, individual coachings. And I don't want to, you know, give out too many flowers to myself, but um, I really found something that works now and i've been fine-tuning it a lot to make it very very effective and that's why i built this club community to make it accessible and effective for many many people out there and uh, more and more people do appreciate it and as we start to grow we also need to modify things a little bit absolutely but it's just something that i do because i 100 percent and truly believe in it um this is my this is my passion and profession um so for a long time now it was just my passion because it was always a sideline thingy but i'm looking towards um uh, turning this into my one and only um, venture so the one and only thing that i will keep doing um uh, in the next year we'll see how that goes and 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 um And uh, if I can keep up the pace with everything, podcasts, etc. And and new content and everything. But it is my passion. I feel like I can give back a little bit to all of you guys out there. Um, And uh, and, and I I repeat it often. But it's just it can't be repeated often enough that I'm very grateful for every single one of you out there. Very grateful for every single listener that... You know, if you hear my voice, um, uh, feel a little bit less alone and isolated with your tinnitus, feeling like you have a space where you feel um, understood and safe. And if you want more of that, then we have the club community for you. Um, This habituation program, also the eight weeks program based on my book that I just released, is very effective. People really like it. And you can be part of something bigger. You can be part of a group of people who know that uh, tinnitus is not the defining characteristic of their life but it's something that as you find yourself within other people who live the life without being too affected by it, you have that confirmation that that's possible, right? So that's what we want to help you do. I hope that my podcast has been serving you to this end. I hope that my podcast has been able to educate you over this past year, 2023, and I hope that it will continue to be a beacon of hope for people with tinnitus um, all through the year 2024 and the next few years. Um, I can't promise that I won't eventually uh, have to have a little bit of a break in producing weekly podcast episodes. Uh, We'll see. But uh, for now, I want to keep going. And uh, again, I want to thank you and uh, remind you a little bit that if you want to do one good thing for me, then you can leave us a positive review um, uh, and you can rate the podcast. So... Uh, on spotify for example you can give a five star if you like the podcast on apple you can write a review and also give us five stars if that's something that you can do Um, and share it with the people who you think um, might need to know a little bit more about your tinnitus journey as well to feel a little bit more understood Uh, you can turn to the first episodes that i ever created Uh, they're not the best in audio quality but um, they say a lot about my personal journey as well and how people with tinnitus might sometimes feel So, I have been creating this podcast for many years now. We are over 70 episodes deep. And I think every single episode is a huge commitment from my part to all of you guys out there. And it represents, please see it this way as well, it represents a part of me. It represents a part of my energy especially. And I've been leaving a lot of energy in this venture over the past years because it's not always easy to, you know, deal with people's emotions. And, you know, tinnitus can be very frustrating. So I, I, as a coach, absorb a lot of it. And Mini's been talking about this in the podcast um, of getting coached or, or getting psychotherapy herself. Um, and I think this is an understatement, right? Like we, we working with people with tinnitus, we we get a lot of very difficult stuff and and it's absolutely okay because we, we created a framework within w- which we operate that's very effective and you see quick wins and it's very rewarding as well to see all the progress that people are making. But make no mistake, it's quite exhausting. So please... Um, if you, if you, if you, if you can understand this also as a token of my appreciation to the world and the people with tinnitus, please see it as every little episode that's out there as a little bit of a piece of my energy that I put in, in order to help people with tinnitus, uh, all over the planet. Um, and I'm grateful for being able to do this. I, I really am. And, uh, again, if you want more of this, if you want to support me, um then uh, come join our club community we um we show you how to use it from a technological perspective we uh uh, show you around we tell you what kind of part of the course should you be starting with in order to get the most out of our um, habituation program and um yeah this is uh, basically it from me i'm signing off for the year 2023 i want to thank you so 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 much for tuning in and listening to this podcast um for sharing it with friends and family for um also leaving tinnitus aside for the christmas holiday right you can continue to deal with it afterwards in the same way that i'm taking a break from this business um and we come back with a 30-day challenge in january so there's not much of a holiday going on but um we will come back in january and the same thing should apply to you There's enough time to manage your tinnitus successfully and to habituate and to submit yourself to the process. But now you should enjoy the holidays with your friends and families and with the people who you love most and who love you the most. Um, and uh, then being grateful for for us being here on this planet, for being with um, all the people and uh, yeah. Uh, that's it for me i'm signing off for the year 2023 thank you very much all of you Um, this goes out from cartagena colombia i uh, wish you merry christmas happy holidays all the best for the new year 2024 you know where to find me and see all the other links that might be helpful to you in the show notes all right thank you Thank you very much for listening to the Outring Tinnitus podcast. I am looking forward to also welcome you on my website at outeringtinators.com, or if you have any questions, please mail to frida at outringtinatus.com. See you next time.